Well, once again, it is back-to-back wins for Red Bull around the, and for once they've done back-to-back wins around the streets of Monaco. Sadly, this time it wasn't Sergio Perez, as instead of kissing the P1 trophy, he kissed the barriers. Welcome back to uh, Grid Talk. My name is Tom Downey, and joining me today to review the race around Monaco, we have Owen Medford. Hello. And we have our very own Alex Booth. Good afternoon. Hello, chaps. Just before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor, Bet Online. So, Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA basketball playoffs. Bet Online is your sports Intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favourite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get right into the action today, so head to the so head to the website or use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Just before we begin, if you enjoy this podcast as well, we'd love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you're not yet subscribed, please consider subscribing. Uh, sorry, please consider subscribing to us and help us out with a, with a like and a comment on any videos you, you enjoy. So now that the admin is out of the way, chaps, once again, Monaco. Um, whoever says can't overtake around Monaco, right? Somebody tell Hulkenberg. Um, so, Owen, I'll go to you first. Max, P1, interesting race. Um, how do you rate his performance today? Um, I mean... I think in comparison to every other driver, um, it was classic Max, really. He did seem to have, uh, you know, he had a, a, a bit of a tricky start to the weekend. Um, but by the time he got into his stride, obviously he smashed it in uh, in Verstappen. He, uh, sorry, not Verstappen, sorry, in uh, in qualifying. Don't know why I said, <laughs> why I said Verstappen there. Um, no, yeah, he tagged the wall, you know, tagged the inside of... Uh, of the swimming pool on the way out of it with his end plate needed needed repair on that and then obviously and and uh and then uh, and then clonked the the barrier on the pit straight and uh and i thought well that's probably him you know that's uh it, you know all the uh sort of clashes with the barriers that he'll have all weekend um but no he you know he did he did a similar thing in the race uh you know he was he was you know tagging barriers left and right uh, but i think it's the mark of a champion in some ways that you know he can you can He's pushing it to the absolute limit uh, and extracting exactly what he needed out of the car, and uh, and obviously went home to came home to take a sort of a, a masterful victory. Really, um, I don't think I think he was driving well within sort of the the limits that he needed to, but he was pushed to be kept honest to be by uh, by Alonso there. Um, you know, he's taken a really good victory out of it um, in in honestly quite very very difficult conditions. You know, the managing of the tires, managing of um, that transition, particularly on the mediums for him, from uh, from slicks in, on, onto the inters, particularly when the top of the circuit was uh, was you know getting towards being flooded, um, you know it'd be easy to throw it in the barrier if you're a less experienced racer. But he uh, he did an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and you know I, I think you've made a very good point by sort of underlining his credentials as a champion uh, with a drive like that, but. Um, Alex in P two, uh, the aforementioned Fernando Alonso, which was chasing down Max, seemed to be closing the gap when Max's um, mediums were 
was was seemingly beginning to run out of grip. Ultimately, he finished 27.9 seconds behind him. Um, obviously, the weather didn't help, but what? Uh, how do you rate Fernandes' performance today? What do you think he could have done perhaps differently to maybe snatch his first win for, for the best part of 10 years now? I don't think there was an awful lot he could have done, to be, to be perfectly honest. I mean, uh, he, he didn't get the start that he, he would have needed. If he'd have got ahead of the staff at the start, it could have been a different story. Um, where it really uh, started to go out of Aston Martin's hands was he pitted when it really should have been, uh, looking back now, choosing intermediate tyres. Instead, he went out on dry tyres to do another lap and then came in for intermediates again. Had, he, had Aston Martin not done that, it could have been a lot closer. Um, I'm not sure whether victory would have been the result, but he certainly would have been in it a lot more. Um, he, he, he gave it all he could. Um, uh, earlier in the race, when Verstappen hit, hit traffic, Alonso used that opportunity to put pressure on him. The gap was getting smaller, and you could see that was getting into, into the Red Bull mind a little bit. Um, but yeah, as soon as it started raining, um, that, was a, that was a missed opportunity for them, I think. And then uh, once Max got in his stride uh, on, on the intermediate tyres, uh, and especially after Alonso pitting three times, as a, uh, twice, sorry, as opposed to once, um, that, signal, that signalled uh, P2 for him. But another podium, uh, second place, uh, consolidating their consistent streak, uh, all, around, all around a good result. But I, th- I think it was potentially a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, and you do wonder how many more of these missed opportunities Alonso is going to be happy with before he um, starts throwing his toys out the pram because he always gets on so well when things don't go his way. Just ask McLaren and every other team he's ever raced for. Speaking of which, Owen, P3. Uh, Fernando's former absolute best mate. They never had any bicker, any sort of bickerments or anything. Esteban Ocon, first podium this season. Brilliant quality yesterday, as has as been discussed. Um, I, I mean, almost a bit of a bit of a nothing race, as, as harsh as that sounds. But you know, P three for, for for Alpine. You know, Laurent Rossi have that one. You know, you, you know they were saying any better results. How do you how do you rate him today? I mean, I've just waxed lyrical about him. I mean, I'll put it this way: like you know, he's. Uh... You say it's a nothing race. It's Monaco. Uh, it's hard enough at the best of times. You know, Lauren Rossi's probably going to come in and say that. Well, you know, I, I, I was the one that provided all the uh, all the motivation to go and do better. And uh, but I don't think that's entirely the case. I think I think Alpine did an amazing job. Um, you know, keeping cool heads on the strategy. You know, on the pit wall um, and in the car. It's it it's not easy. You know, we've we've seen. Someone who's a you know supposedly a master of secret uh, street circuits with you know Perez, we've seen seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, or you know we've had multiple people hitting the wall, um, you, you know who are seasoned racing drivers, and obviously Ocon is one of them as well. He's been around long enough. Um, he didn't put it into the barrier. He didn't you know lose his head. They didn't flow uh, throw away a you know uh, throw away. Um, the, the opportunity that they had they you know he just drove as an, uh, as well as he needed to defended well uh, when he needed to you know didn't put it in the wall when uh, when so many other drivers did when it when it started to rain um and and he, you know and he's been rewarded for it with a third place it's it's a re- like as much as it's a nothing race that's uh, you know sort of a nothing race with nothing happening um that's almost what you want in these conditions when it when it's when you know when it is it comes back to the, the sort of old adage, you know, if you can keep your head when everyone else is losing theirs, then, you know, you'll, you'll do well out of it. And that's, I'm paraphrasing a little bit by the end there, but that's exactly what they did. And, uh, and it's a really great result for the team. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially after sort of such a diabolical start to the season they had, you know, you look at Bahrain, etc. Um yeah, this this sort of turn in form is, is is definitely coming coming at the right point for them. Um Speaking of a, a slight turn in form, uh, Alex, let's do both Mercedes together. Um, Lewis Hamilton, P4, uh, and also took the fastest lap, and his teammate George Russell, P5. Uh, obviously, side pods have, have come about this weekend, so that, that, was, that was a big talking point. How do you think, you know, so how do you rate their weekend? Do, do you think they're much improved? Do you think they left a bit on the table? Or, uh, or you know, where, do, where do you think Mercedes go from here? Because they're in a bit of a sort of lull at the minute almost. I think uh, the the way is up for them. I think as we get on some more uh, circuits, uh, because Monaco is obviously a strange circuit, you know, any performance uh, gains, you, you would you would struggle to notice there. Um, so we'll see what happens in Barcelona next weekend. But uh, I'm not sure they'll be reasonably satisfied because, you know, it's a team that's used to win it, winning multiple Grand Prix and settling for fourth and fifth is certainly not where they want to be. Uh, Lewis uh, got the fastest lap. He was flying, actually, when he put his new tyres on. Um, I really did think he would he would probably be able to get ahead of Ocon, um, but uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, and uh, aside from saying the fastest lap, he was pretty um, uh, pretty pretty anonymous, really. I mean, uh, he didn't, he, unlike, unlike his teammate Russell, he had, a, he had more of a scrappy race, I think, uh, when he when he um, understandably made a mistake at Mirabeau in the in the in the conditions, but then came on a little bit. Um, too impatiently, really, and collected Perez. So I know, I know, it's really hard to see out of the cockpit, but um, yeah, a penalty, a penalty for that was uh, deserved. Um, but I think Mercedes can take, well, can can take satisfaction that they they believe that, that these upgrades do work and uh, give them time, and we'll, and we'll see where we are. Hopefully, for the sake of the sport, if they can uh, challenge Red Bull, it'd, it'd be great. Um, I do think they still have a way to go, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they've they've definitely made progress. It's 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 easy to see, and you, you know, I I will go on record and say this. Even as a Max fan, I'm getting bored of him winning all the time. I want to see, I I want to see other people challenging, and you know, and you know, hopefully, if we can get two or three teams back up there, you know, Aston and get Merck and provided Ferrari don't implode. Um, you know, they may be up there, probably not this year. Um, speaking of Ferrari, Owain, yet another strategic masterclass fr- from, from them this weekend. Um, and good thing their drivers kept their, kept their noses clean all weekend, so they definitely didn't have any contact. Um, Ferrari, give us your thoughts on Monaco. I'm just going to lead you in by this point. I mean, uh, um, I'm gonna, I'll put it this way. This is uh, Charles, I believe it's Charles Leclerc's most successful race in Monaco. Yeah, he was fourth last year. Oh, well, that's a shame. I thought he'd DNF to bunch. Um, oh, well, yeah. I mean, Leclerc did better about uh, out of it uh, than anyone else. Well, he did better out of it over his teammate. Um, I don't really know how that ended up playing out. Um, I think he just got, was it was it just a poor stop? I didn't, like, I didn't really see Leclerc. It just, it, he just appeared in front of Sainz, and that was kind of it. Um, who, by comparison, had, a, <laughs> just had an awful race. Um, you know, managing to go back in the field. Uh, I didn't really see Leclerc, um, but yeah, Science just absolutely could not hold it together. You know, they tried to put pressure on onto Alpine, but um, it didn't work. Uh, Alpine obviously got the better of them, and then uh, and then it only went backwards and it only went sort of sideways from there on them. Really, you know, um, yeah, I think it was just 
it was yeah, it was just it was so poor from from science and he's and then obviously the moment the rain came, he, he then they double stopped and and that was his race over. He was essentially a sitting duck, well not a sitting duck, but he was just he was hung out hung out to dry. You know, he just he, yeah, he kind of he let you know his his teammate passed him on the mediums, um, and by the time that it came back to the pit stop, it was it was over. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a bad it's a bad race for Ferrari um, yet again. Um, yeah, it needs to be better. I mean, science is clear. Like it's just time and time again. See, you know, it just seems that he can't. He doesn't. He doesn't have quite the uh, the, the luck, um, which is you know, which is a shame. But you know, it's decent enough that he's obviously finishing eighth. But that's not good enough for a Ferrari. I, I just want to add as well. You can see the element of frustration in Ferraris. I mean, look at science's half-hearted attempt on Ocon early on. Uh, when he compromises race a bit there by damaging the front wing, you know, it's it's errors like that are, are, are creeping in as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, there, there, there was a real element of frustration, and then you know, we, we also, you know, there's a very good point, Alex. You know, we also we also heard the frustration when um, uh, when when science, when science was shouting it over, uh, over the radio. So all is definitely not well at at the Marinello team and. As funny as it is to sort of laugh at their decisions, you know, I think most of us would agree that we do actually want to see them be somewhat competitive and not just competing against their own strategy team. But um, looking a little bit further down the grid, uh, the next team we're going to talk about, I'm surprised that they, that they are this high up, McLaren. Um, Lando Norris, P9, and Oscar Piastri, P10. Uh, Alex, I'll, 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 I'll go to you on, on this one, but, you know, as always, so if you've got anything to add, please, you know, please jump in. Um they they did finish a lap. Uh, both of them finished a, a lap down, um, but doesn't matter. Double points, you know. Uh, they started they started P ten P eleven. Double points for, for McLaren when they probably need it. You know, a, a, every opportunity they can take this year. Do you think this is the start of a turnaround, or do you think Monaco is just perhaps disguising some of the issues that McLaren have in that car? I'd like it to be, but I think it's more the latter. I do think that um, the, the nature of Monaco probably masked the, the deficiencies uh, of, of the McLaren chassis. But a uh, good drive, both both from uh, Norris and, and Piastri. They, the way they played into their hands and they were able to take advantage of Yuki Tsunoda's brake problems. Uh, two very impressive moves, actually, behind the outside in, into Sandy Butt, uh, taking advantage of the DRS, obviously. Um, but um, that, that was brave. They could, they could easily have slid into the wall. Uh, going going off the line and they didn't and they brought the cars home ninth and tenth which uh, as you mentioned McLaren need, need those points badly um, I like the colour scheme I have to say I'm, I'm quite enjoying seeing that um, but uh, yeah it's, it's it's positive from McLaren but uh, and hopefully hopefully it brings the morale of the team yeah yeah no apologies about that Zoom just had an absolute moment the wonders of technology, hey? Um, it was beeping in my ear and all sorts. Uh, but yes, no, um, yeah, McLaren, you know, I, I, I also fear it's, it's the same, Alex, you know, where, where you said about it, you know, Monaco definitely masked some, some of the issues they've got. And, you know, you know, I think over the next few races, we'll, we'll see their, um, we'll, we'll see their true pace. Um, just looking, looking, sort of starting to look down the order a bit. Well, actually, Owen, I just want to chat quickly about Pierre Gasly, um, P7 in, in the Alpine, after a sort of rocky start to, to his Alpine career, a much sort of improved performance from, from him this weekend. Ultimately, finished where he started, but that's no bad thing. Solid points. Um, do, do, do you think that he and Ocon are beginning to work well together? You know, the, you know, the, the, the right noises are coming out of Team Enstone, but 
don't but you know that could obviously just be marketing going mad so yeah i mean you know i think the most successful thing that they've done to date was the launch in their new alpine road car that they're, they're bringing out you know beyond this uh, sorry prior to this point um it's just you know something to be said for gasly that um you know he did he did manage to keep uh he did manage to keep uh, carlos science behind do you know is objectively in a faster car uh maybe maybe not this you know uh, sorry maybe not this weekend but you know the form suggests that the ferrari should be able to get past obviously it, it is monaco uh so and and uh and science is um you know science is uh was obviously clearly having a bit of a brahma of a uh, sorry a bit of a palaver of a race um whereas uh Gazi was having a brahma of a race uh, you know he, he finished you know in that ferrari sandwich and it's uh and it's decent um you know it's obviously not the heights of his uh of his teammate but it, that's still a solid point score and it really does uh it really does walk them away from their their rivals in the midfield um which is again yeah hopefully it's it's a sign of things to come um i guess we'll see you on a more sort of conventional track um whether, whether that form continues yeah, and this, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on next week as well. You know, it's, uh, it, I, I, I hope for Gasly's sake that that he can sort of get get some good momentum because I, I quite like him, but his last year at AlphaTauri, he didn't do himself any favors. Um, but you know, he's a, he's moved to Alpine, which you know, aside from their questionable reliability, sometimes kind of uh, you know can be a bit iffy. Um, from from here, I'm just going to sort of rattle through some of the other teams because, to, to be perfectly honest, you know, people who watch the race, obviously we don't see everybody. Um, so I'm just going to touch on Alpha Tauri quickly. Um, Nick De Vries finished P12 after starting P12 and actually had, pro- I'd say, his best weekend in F1 to date, even taking into account Monza from last year. He kept it clean the whole weekend, kept out the barriers, he made the right decisions, he didn't make any silly mistakes, and he kept it on the racetrack, in the hardest track. That we have on, on the calendar, um, chaps. And then, oh, sorry. And then also his teammate uh, Yuki. He, uh, I, I'm not sure if he actually did DNF or or or, or, if, or if he's. I think he's still classified, but yeah, I think he retired right at the end with um with break with break issues, which we heard him brilliantly shouting about. Uh, chaps, is if you want to want to add anything to Alfatari, or should we just nod and move on? Well, Sonoda was classified fifteenth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think he did actually make it across the line. It's uh, he'll be upset because uh, he was on course for a points finish, and he, qu- he qualified well. Uh, but yeah, he was com- he, he he was complaining about the brake issues on his car, and inevitably, when the weather gets like that in Monaco, you know, there's not really a lot you're going to be able to do other than just uh, drive really slowly around. And uh, so yeah, it's 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 a shame for him. Nick De Vries, as you mentioned, uh, could easily have have. Um, Made it made a mistake. It's very easy to do in those conditions, but he kept it clean and uh, managed to finish P12. Although he, he is still hoping for his first points finish. It's yeah. in AlphaTauri. Yeah. I, I yeah. just want to hand, hand, heap a little bit of praise onto Sonoda because uh, you know I think maybe a slightly old like you know six months ago Yuki would have made, would have thrown it in the barrier with the with the locking brakes, but he didn't actually you know as much as he was going relatively slowly he didn't end up down any escape roads that i saw you know i think he cut the chicane once or uh once maybe but you know he had a really difficult job um to do and it looks like we haven't heard too much but by the looks of things it wasn't a case of him not getting the best out of the car i think it was more of a technical issue that's afflicted him there so 
Um, the fact that he's still well, <laughs> the fact that he's managed to keep uh, Sergio Perez behind, I think, says a rel- relatively large amount. I think he went down the escape road at Mirabeau once without the battle again being down to the brakes because he had to do a three-point turn to get back on the track. Oh, of course he did, yeah. How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, of course, it's the one place as well where you can't do a spin turn, which, you know, it's yeah. really, you, have to, you have to slowly reverse out as we saw, uh, I think... Oh, George Russell do. Yeah, George Russell do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that, that is a good point about, about Yuki, actually. Apologies. I did him a bit of a disservice then because he was having a very good weekend. Um, and I think it is worth noting, actually, that the, the Alpha Tari, it's, I'd say it's probably the second most car on the grid this year. Um, you know, you know, I, I think the Williams is probably, probably marginally worse than it. Maybe Alpha Romeo, but well, Alpha Romeo definitely in that mix. But, Last year, AlphaTauri had real brake issues because we, we heard both drivers complaining about it then. So, you know, g- given the apparent issues with that car, um, certainly from my side, you know, I'm going into a bit of a sort of sort of panelist mode here, going a bit off piste. Um, you, you know, they've 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 definitely got issues to work out, and that car is not doing any of their drivers any favour. So, you know, so so Yuki, you know, aside from you know having having those brake issues where he asked his engineer if you want me to crash, um, I you know I thought they both did, I thought they both did very well this weekend. But um, speaking of backmarkers, uh, just quickly, Owen, um, Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guan Yu they finished P11 and P13. Um, I think Joe had to box fairly early on because he, he had damage or, or something. I can't quite remember, but um, but Bottas, you know. Out, out the points again. They're just they're just a bit anonymous, and I th- uh, I think you alluded to it last time out that they're effectively just waiting for the Audi money now. They must be. It's uh, I mean I put it this way. I, I've got a race report. Just just a peek behind the curtain. I've got a race report up to look up where, where you know if anything massively notable happened, and there is nothing to be said about Bottas or Joe. I think the bit, the most things that we saw out of them were uh, were the damage that you saw, and that came from the start. You know, you saw when they were sort of playing bumper cars down at the hairpin. I think that's the that's the most that can be said of what they did. I think they got they've not. You know, I think the the best that can be said is that. Um, you know, Bottas gained four places. Um, two of those would have been from Magnussen and Stroll, and obviously Sonoda, who was who was uh, really struggling, and uh, and Joe uh, gaining um, six places. Uh, I think that's you know that, that they've made a decent step forward, but obviously it's a decent step forward um, in a bit of a crazy race. And it, but it wasn't towards any point, so it kind of it's it's been for nothing really. Um, you know, Bottas finishing just outside the points, so it's a bit it's a bit disappointing for them really. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not great for um for Alpha, Alpha Romeo at the minute, and they've definitely slipped backwards from to the twelve to fifteen months ago. Uh, but also, just just looking at some of the other finishers, um, I'll just mention Williams quickly. So Alex Albon ultimately finished P fourteen, uh, and Logan Sargent finished P eighteen, the last of the classified runners. Um, there's not really much to to add on them. Uh, the Haas drivers, just very quickly. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go over those. Alex, so Nico Hulkenberg finished P17 and Kevin Magnussen DNF'd on lap 70. Kevin Magnussen was the only driver still on slicks when everybody was on wets and talk, uh, sorry, on inters and talking about going to full wets. And Hulkenberg just decided that he were, that he forgot how to break into the hairpin and caused a collision. Um, Haas on the 150th race in F1, which is kind of mad when you think about it already. Um, not exactly a weekend to remember for them, is it? 
No, as as uh, as you alluded to, Nico Hulkenberg was a bit of a do or die move on the on the opening lap, and uh, and uh, he got himself in, in trouble with that. And then also in this first, he came in at the end of the lap, and then um, there was something wrong in the pits. I think the wheels were still turning, so the pit stop took a lot longer than it should have done anyway. Um, so that was his, that was his race uh, pretty much ruined already at that point. I can't for the life of me understand why Kevin Magnussen, why Haas kept Magnussen out on slicks uh, when the weather was like that for as long as they did. Maybe they were trying to wait for the right time to go straight to full wet, but clearly that didn't work. He ended up go, uh, going off the track. Um, so yeah, not a 150th Grand Prix to remember for Haas, um, which, which I think I think this could have been a, a, a race for them where they might have had the opportunity to sneak in the points. Their qualifying was pretty disastrous, but given the circumstances of how the race panned out, um, they'll look back on that and think, "Oh, we really made mistakes here." You know, this 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 was this was a lost a lost opportunity for some much needed points. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, not really been a happy hunting ground for them in, in the last few years. But two other, uh, two other drivers to, to, to talk about, and I'm looking forward to this one, because, oh, I'm Sergio Perez, uh, the only driver to box five times in this race, um, after having not an ideal qualifying. Um, off you go. I don't know what they were thinking. I really don't. Um, it was, you know, he was he was less guinea pig and more lab rat. Like he just, you know, they boxed him on the first lap, and I thought, oh, that's fair. You know, he could go to the end, and then I, th- oh, I think the, the biggest thing I think they got caught kind of radar watching. Um, you know, everyone's the, the pace slowed down so much he couldn't. You know, he, he never made it through anyone, and then <laughs> everyone was sort of just kind of backing up and backing up um, behind, you know, a couple of drivers. And then sure, and then uh, almost immediately his, ta- his teammates on the back of him and, you know, he's pit five times and, and, and none of them have seemed to come out. They've, they've all been uh, in service of Max, um, you know, and he then got hit by Russell, which definitely didn't help. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a disaster of a race. And, and I can't really lump too much of the, of the, of of the issues on Perez, you know, I think he's done a fairly decent job, but um, ultimately, I think he is, he, you know, showing exactly what can happen if you do a poor job in qualifying. Um, like he's he's obviously spun it into the wall, and you know, started from the back, and uh, and and it, it, you know, it's all gone downhill from there. It's it was it's a it's a weekend to forget, you know. A, <laughs> I can't I can't believe it was that bad. Um yeah, it's unf- like, honestly unfathomably bad for Sergio Perez. You know, I know some of it wasn't entirely his fault with being hit, but I think that's the kind of sometimes those are the things you subject yourself to when you when you bin it in qualifying and then um and then and then do nothing about it in the race. It was it was just yeah, one it was unmitigated disaster really. Don't forget, he's king of the streets, though, um, as, as as people like to say. Um, so yeah, he, you know, so yeah, not 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 exactly a weekend to remember for him. You know, uh, some some slightly sour, me- you know, sour memories compared to twelve months ago. But Alex, um, I do apologise for this. Don't stroll. I mean, you know, it's it's like pulling out a Joker card by this point on this show. Um, you know, if you have to talk about stroll, and we do have to talk about stroll because. What on earth is what I'm gonna say. And then just just give us give us your thoughts on on him. 
Well, he had an absolute stinker, didn't he? I mean, he had, he had his problems in qualifying, so he ended up languishing uh, down the grid. And then I think he he, he just tried he, he tried too hard really to try and make amends for it. He went for a gap on the on the opening lap uh, into the Lowe's hairpin that was about half the size of an Aston Martin, and ended up hitting the barrier. And then it, and then it, I think it was Logan Sargent he made contact with. Um, it, things things started to uh, pick up from there. He uh, he got he got into the into the uh, into that uh, gaggle uh, where everybody was stuck behind Sergeant. Um, then he had a he had a he had a collision with uh, Sergio Perez uh, when um, uh, uh, Verstappen Verstappen was coming up to lap them. Uh, then he uh, had a collision with Kevin Magnussen. He was he just seemed to be hitting everybody that moved uh, at one point. Uh, and then um, when when the rain came. Uh, he, he had a, a bit of a confronton with the with the barriers at uh, Lowe's hairpin, and the front wing actually went under the car, which meant he couldn't turn into the next corner and, and hit the barrier again. So um, yeah, Lance will not be remembering Monaco twenty twenty three in a hurry. Um, he, he, do, he does need to pick up his performance though, because we are seeing what Alonso is doing. I know, I know, Alonso is a major yardstick to have, but you know it, it shows that the car clearly has uh, pace. And and uh, Australia aside. Uh, and Bahrain, I know, I know he had his injury in Bahrain, so we can, uh, you know, there was some circumstances with that. But he does need to pick it up because this this was not a particularly good performance from Shaw. Uh, yes, that's uh, that that was pretty diplomatic, to be fair. Um, you know, I, I just certainly, I'd certainly been less forgiving, and I'd go as far as to say that um, he was better in Bahrain with with two knackered ribs and you know, and some knackered ribs than, than he was today. Um, you know, let's be honest, is, it's not going to matter though, is it? Well, I mean, this is this is the thing, and and I wanted to. Uh, uh, I'm just conscious of, of time, obviously, because you know, we've we've all got commitments outside of this. Um, but I think that'll be something we'll get we'll get into probably another time. But it comes it comes back to who owns and runs that team, doesn't it? So let's uh, yeah, let, let's 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 park that conversation for now. Um, it must be nice. Is it, <laughs> yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I think that could probably be an episode in itself. But um, we have had a question from one of our live stream uh, viewers. So Jared Bradley, thank you so much for, for the question. Nice to see you back in chat, and I hope you are well. And I hope everything is well well with you over there, sir. Um, he said, as Monaco is a technical race where the car is less of an influence and the driver skill is more important, did the younger driver show that they do have some ability, specifically uh, Yuki, De Vries and uh, Piastri? So, oh, I'll go to you quickly first. Um, I think so. I think I think one of the big things about Monaco, uh, and all the great races, um, uh, sort of a well, you know, it's, it's basically the triple crown weekend, uh, coming your triple crown month, really. Um, is that the race is uh, you're battling the race as well as your other your fellow competitors. You know, there's other there's other tracks where um, the format of the race and and the track and the circuit you're on means that you don't. You know, you can go off and it's not too bad. For example, if you're in France or or even places like uh, Silverstone, even, you know, as much as it's there's a lot higher stakes there um, than, a, than a lot of more open than a lot of over open circuits. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for the fact that you can, you know, you can save things. Monaco, there's nowhere to hide. It exposes all your faults and it will do so over the what was a, you know, two hour distance. So, you know, there's part of the unique challenge of Monte Carlo. Um I think the 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 new drivers, the sort of yeah, the the younger few on the grid, really showed that that they could, um, you know, take the battle to the race, as it were. Don't throw it in the wall. 
don't throw it uh, don't throw it into your into your teammates when a lot a, a lot of other more experienced people had issues uh, and i think that says that that says a lot about their racing skill and their racecraft yeah i i think that's very well put um Alex, do you, do you want to elaborate on? Oh, you don't. Sorry, do you, let me rephrase. Do you, want to, do you want to expand on on that at all? Well, I completely agree. I think uh, it shows it's tantamount to the skill of the of the drivers. I mean, you know, we've got, we've always said that Formula One drivers, you know, they're the twenty best racing drivers in the world, and to have the Monaco Grand Prix in not particularly uh, easy conditions, i.e., the rain falling uh, towards the in the later stages of the race, and to have only two retirements. Um, is is testament to the to the skill of the drivers, and with regards to the three that um, that we that we named, um, Sonoda has vastly improved this season, I believe. De Vries, I think his confidence is low, uh, which which is not helping. But we know that he's, he's definitely got ability as a racing driver. He's a Formula Two champion, um, which you know you know you don't you don't get into Formula into Formula One just just like that. You know you have to you have to get there on merit, and he certainly has. Piastri, we all know the, that he's that he's a talented driver. He's one of the he was one of the most hotly um, anticipated young talents uh, in recent times, and and he brought it home in the points. Didn't the the only small error he made? He just kissed the barrier at one point. But again, you know you, you have to you can get away with that in Monaco if 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 you know if you're lucky enough to do that. Um, but and yeah, and I think I think the I think that the level um is really is really good at the moment i don't think in partic- there's a particularly bad driver in formula one at the moment they're all uh of, of decent quality and and the, and the monaco grand prix has, has gone to show that because otherwise it would have just been a demolition derby had it had it not and it certainly wasn't yeah absolutely that's why i have two and f3 or four anyway um but um but yeah that that uh that brings the review of our, um, oh, sorry, that brings our review of the 2023 Monaco Grand Prix to a close. Apologies if that sounds a bit rushed, just because Indy 500 is about to start as well. So, just very quickly, I, w- I want to give, um, yes, oh, I did see that. Uh, chaps, I want to give you both a chance to promo yourselves, anything that, that, that you may want to sort of shout out. So, Alex, who are you? Why are you in my house? Where can we find you? Please go away. Um, you know, any, 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 anything, anything you'd like to promo? Uh, no, not really. I'm still uh, a little bit anonymous. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of stuff. Although I do, I, I am appearing uh, on, on these uh, quite, quite frequently. Um, people may find me on uh, Facebook because I do comment on a lot of Formula One posts, and sometimes get people agreeing with me. Other times, the other group of people absolutely slaughter me. Um, but which, which I quite, I quite enjoy correcting people on certain things. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I can be found. Uh, and but again, I'm more than happy to come and join you on here. Yeah, well, we we uh, we love having you on, mate. You know, you, you always you always provide a good insight. And Owen, part of the furniture. Um, where can we find you? Here, that's where you can find me. That's Brilliant. <laughs> that's 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 what we like to hear. So just very quick. So just very quickly uh, for those of you who are listening and watching, Grid Talk is available on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google po- uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to both qualifying and race results. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mics, lights and recording equipment. Also, as I mentioned earlier, please make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We will be back on, uh, I believe, tomorrow to preview the Spanish Grand Prix because that's going to be an absolute thriller. Thank you very much for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online. And goodbye.